Thank you, Krista Flores, for waving at me as I'm talking <laughs> to my guest for this entire hour, Michael McDermott, telling him stories of my youth, <laughs> my youth, and how great Mr. Kelly's was. Yeah, you would have loved no, Mr. I Kelly. know, because you mentioned that the younger generation, how it's a cross-generational thing, and when I saw that uh, thing on PBS, I thought, geez, man, I missed I missed one. You would have yeah. been something there. Yeah. Oh, geez. But, you know, what happened is by the mid-70s, I mean, people like Barbara Streisand were playing the Chicago Stadium. Yeah, right. It, it, economics is what really Really did it That's in. what did it in. Really did it in. I am holding in my hands, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a book with a fabulous title, Scars from Another Life, a Memoir. It is Michael McDermott's book. Michael McDermott is uh, one of the most talented musicians ever to call oh, Chicago geez. home. Uh, not just, I'm not the only one who thinks it will tell... We'll tell we'll tell people later in the show. Who's You're one of three. I the think. biggest fan. We'll tell them who your biggest. <laughs> My fan mom. Is. No. <laughs> Let me ask you, Michael, about and you'll hear some of Michael's music too. Krista has uh, the latest CD, which we've talked about on the show mm-hmm. before. But how do you write a song? I, I know that's an idiotic question, Michael McDermott, but. How do you write a song? Well, for me, it's a very workmanlike process. I'm a lunch pail guy, you know, blue collar, south side, sure. Irish, get up, go to work. And that's what I do. And that's a lot of time looking at a blank page, as you must know. Sure. And uh, and then you, it's like fishing or, or mining, you know, and you just you catch one. like, And that's what I say some days. Like, I'll be like, oh, I caught a good one today. Do you do, you do it at the same time every day? Sometimes, or? you know, I was thinking about going into this next cycle of ch- changing the time I do it. Usually it's early. Yeah. I think that's when my brain works as I sure. get older, too. It just seems to work better. But I thought of maybe changing that up, you know. I think there's a window into another dimension that kind of comes and goes. And sometimes you swing and you don't hit anything. But sometimes you, you catch one and you crawl through. So I want to get for a while. You live in uh, Orland Park, uh, beautiful Orland Park, where uh, many people <laughs> I know live and many people I know move from Chicago yeah. with your wife and yes. young daughter, who is now a cheerleader, which I find <laughs> incredible, which you as a dad may not find as charming as I, as a yeah. friend of the family, find right. I think it's fantastic uh what is the a day in the life of a rock and roll musician like for you michael i know it's hard to you know every day is probably a little bit different especially if you're performing right but what's a normal day for you so i usually well during the summer i would get up and and work you know first thing before anybody gets up and um you mean sit with a pad of paper i go to the studio and write yeah at the computer and then work for a while and if nothing works then um do you play music i don't know no just just write and and uh and that's it if you know if i'm traveling but the first thing i do any day is meditate that's that's my thing that's my you know and this book talks a lot about sobriety it talks about well basically it talks we've talked enough about this it talks about your salvation right i mean yes sobriety was your salvation absolutely it was you were on a bad road yeah i was i was a dead man and uh so that is a thing that is non-negotiable for me you know i just kind of get up and it's 20 minutes of tm which i learned right around here somewhere and um so yeah so that's the first thing i do before i do anything before i write is that and then and then I would get up and um, read uh, the Stoics to my daughter. That's that's what I force her to do while she endures it. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I hope just in some way it'll it'll seep in. Maybe you know she she 
endures it. But uh, and then uh, that's it. And then so usually I kind of work from you know say seven to twelve, one, and do my work with her. And then then that's it really. And then I just kind of do other things through. Hang this. around, read. Yeah, yeah I know you read, do a lot. Yeah. I know you're a voracious yes, reader. Yeah. Uh, and your wife, who you think I met years ago when she was a waitress at the legendary yes. Gold Star Sardine yes. Bar. Yeah, she wants to talk to you badly. And uh, But if there wasn't a football game today, she would have been coming with me, too. So, uh, he had to go see his yes. daughter, to whom the the book is dedicated. And we're going to talk a lot about this book to uh, not only Heather, but their daughter, Willa, Willie Rain. Yeah. Uh, but she's cheerleading now, and yeah. didn't get rained out. No, well, it didn't when I Did when they I win the game? I don't know. I, I don't think you it was. You had to leave to come on the radio. I, yeah. What a great excuse. It was a, it was a great excuse. What an incredible excuse. <laughs> Thank you for that, okay. by the way. Uh, let's take a break. Okay. And when we come back, we will get deeply into the okay. book. I have not read it yet, ladies okay. and gentlemen, because I just got it. It's like a huge prize. I'm gonna Yeah, be, I just got it two days ago. So I'm gonna be, it's, yeah. it's, it, First of all, it's really beautiful. I'm Thank gonna, you. Beautifully produced. Uh, the typeface is gorgeous. The yeah, cover f- cover is incredibly compelling. The choice of photos in here is not overwhelming, but but uh, embellishing. Yeah, yeah. My, my friend Thomas Najovin uh, put that all together, so I, I was way out of my depth with that. So he did it all. And there is a picture in here. We won't tell you who it is now. Of his uh, biggest fan. Of his biggest fan. We'll be back with uh, Michael McDermott, and we'll hear some. Uh, courtesy of Krista Flores, uh, some music of his, too, so stay tuned. I'm to Michael McDermott telling stories about Bob Dylan. Uh, uh, Michael is here uh, specifically so you can hear some of his music, but also we're going to talk at length about uh, Scars from Another Life. It's his memoir, and it's his memoir if you've heard him on this show before or know him. Uh, he had a pretty up-and-down and, down and uh, dangerously down yes. life. Michael, what compelled you to put that? I know you you put a lot of your life into much of your music. And that's a way of not just purging, but thinking about yourself. A book is such a vastly different thing than even the greatest conceptual album. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Uh, I think there was more to be said. I have a terrible... uh, I, th- I think I just needed to address a lot of the things, you know, that you can't get to in a four-minute song, and and it was COVID, and I just started, and it and it starts. We were talking about Dylan's Chronicles, and yeah. this book starts with a moment in 2018, I think, uh, where I was uh, a ba- marooned in a Swedish field, 20 miles from town when I was supposed to be in London, and I was mm. sober, and there was a, just a strange reckoning for me, like how this could have happened, like how my life always seems to go sideways. And I thought, what a great opening for an indie movie, and uh, that I'd be, this l- lunatic would be wandering through the Swedish fields when he was supposed to be on a plane. And that's how it starts. So it starts with that, and so... Well, about, it seems, I mean, I'm just flipping yeah. through it, it seems to, to go back and forth It does, time. yeah. So it's a little, it's a little uh, you know... Uh, I don't think it's disjoint. It, it's it's a little like a lot of books. I mean, yeah, it, that's yeah. What it's not is. like Slaughterhouse Five, but you know, like, right. where, where it's totally like, wait, what? Uh, so, but I was careful to to 
delicately make it so it was a, a guy kind of reflecting on his life, really. And uh, so, but I talk about Dylan in there. There's a Dylan thing that I was in my publicist's office, and I and she was the PR person for Dylan, and I just missed him one day. And she said, oh, you know, she, very, very, very matter of fact, on 7th Avenue, Kathy Schenker, she did Sting and Peter Gabriel and Dylan and all that. And she said, oh, you just missed Bob. And I was like, Dil- Bob Dylan? Dylan. And uh, she's Dylan. like, yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, he was in a mood today. And I was like, oh, what? Well, and she said, uh, well, he was, he was just ranting about how the Irish are taking over the world. I said, the, <laughs> wait, the Irish? And, like, what? and then she said, and he was talking about this movie. He wouldn't stop talking about this movie that said it moved him in ways he didn't know were possible. And I was like, wait, what movie? And he said, she said, naked. And I thought, and it was a... M- Mike Lee movie, I think. So yeah. of course I went out immediately to yeah, find to out. See it. Yeah, and it yeah, is a great yeah. movie, but yeah. it, but it was that was as close as I got to Bob. I became friends with Jacob, his son, and in fact, when I get arrested, it was at House of Blues at a Wallflower show, um, mm-hmm. and uh, so. Uh, but that's and and it was funny, you know. You'd go to Jacob's house, you know, like a friend, and you'd look at the pictures on the wall <laughs> like you would. There's your dad. No, and yeah. and I at one point I was looking, and it was just like family pictures, and I went. <gasps> Because, you know, for a minute, I forgot yeah, right. whose house I was at. Right, you know? right. Very funny. Let's listen. We're going to talk. Michael's going to be here for the entire hour. Uh, and Krista Flores has your latest CD, which we played before. What would you like people to oh, hear? Oh, man. What would you like people to hear? I'd say, well, maybe the, the number two, where the light gets in. The wound is where the light gets in. Here, ladies and gentlemen, Michael McDermott. How's this CD doing? I bet it's doing well. It's doing good. You, you know? were touring in support of it. I am. Is I that am. what they? Is that still still a thing? A thing? Yeah, sure. Wow. Yeah, because wow. you know most people buy it at shows. You know they don't. There's not a lot of record sales anymore. No you kidding. Know? And um, everything is streamed. And yeah. this this CD in particular, you, you put one song. I think you put one song after another to create a kind of narrative. Yes. Right. Yes. To tell a story that is a whole story, right? And in this downloadable era in which Just we live, it throws out, out the window, window right? Yeah. yeah. Does and that shuffle, frustrate you? Know that shuffle. Yeah, right. Does and, it does it frustrate you? Or? Yeah, kind of. I know the the real hardcore people will get it, and yeah. uh, you know you spend a lot of time sequencing these things. But yeah, like you said, it really it's uh, it's a different world now. So, but you know, doesn't mean there's no reason to give up on that. You know? Yeah, I agree. No, so, I, I totally agree. How is live performance? You've been traveling a lot, haven't you? Yeah, somewhat. Um, going and going south uh, in two weeks. Um, but yeah, it's good. Everything's kind of back to normal. You know, like I think when we spoke last, it was still a little, little iffy and half <laughs> yeah, capacity shows sure. and all that. You but, were going to be, you were going to be at a place called the Venue yes. in Aurora this Friday at eight o'clock. It is not just a concert; it's a book release. It party. is like a rock and read. Yeah, you think most of your fans read? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Does anybody read you, books anymore? You hope so. I yeah. do. I, I do. know. I know you do. I know. I don't. I don't even. I can't. I can bear. I can't read a book on a computer. I just, yeah, I the Kindle. I can't do it. Mm. I mean, this is this is why this book uh, is such a handsome. book. It is a beautiful too. book. Isn't oh it? my yeah. God! I mean, yeah. everything about it—the heft of it, the typeface. Uh, well, here's a title, chapter title, and again, ladies and gentlemen, I have not read it because I just got it in my hands. Uh, chapter 25 is the title, Broken from Birth. Yeah. Uh, were there any moments during the writing of this, Lincoln McDermott, that you said, how the hell was it? Yes. 
I'll bet. Yeah, even Heather because says, this boy, is, this book is killing you. Heather you know? is his wife. Uh, yeah, Heather's my wife. and yeah. Better known as a former waitress, uh, <laughs> employee of the gold, gold, the Sardine Bar. Yeah, Gold Star Sardine gold Star Bar. Sardine bar. Uh, uh, would you bounce it off her? Uh, no, I, di- I didn't. And she would just say, she would just notice the terrible mood swings in it. And, you know, just because I'd work then, come in and see him, and I'd just be like, ugh. And I would physically get ill uh, just, you know, re- reliving those stories, you know. And it yeah. was just, and I just wanted this to be over. And I'm glad it's over. Did you feel often that you were, as if you were writing about another person? Some somewhat so we talked about this off air, but I just there's been so many revisions and so many rewrites and a few editors, and so when I read it just the last two days, I was able to forget that it was me and some of it and laugh at some of it, and that was fun. You know, the purpose of it was not just to you know purge your memories, but it was to entertain people who would read it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think it's hysterical. I mean, it's just it's a total (laughs) clown. Uh, like trying to navigate his wife through a very his life through a very complicated world, you know. Michael McDermott will be uh, straight and sober uh, <laughs> nine years this January. Yeah, yeah. Do you work at it every day? I do. Well, it's my you know it's my meditation. It's my process, yeah. you know. And you know because when we talked about this before, but you know I was just a thrill seeking dopamine junkie, and and so whatever you know I just wanted pleasure, and you know yeah. then you realize that. You know, you're seeking the wrong things, that which doesn't serve you, and you learn to find pleasure in the in the process. You know, the process of of sobriety, and then I fu- I found it there, which is amazing. Your meditation is a, a TM based. It is. is it? it is. Yeah. And that seems to work for you. It does. Yeah. Do it's a different ever- kind of meditation. I I do other kinds of you know guided or or uh, mantra meditation. I mean, that's what the TM is. But sure. Then, uh, sure. You know, apps. I did Headspace for a little while. I do those other things, but I always go back to TM. That's the the solid foundation for like me. N- Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous. You never AA. Oh, for sure. AA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I talk about it in the book too. You know that AA is just for everybody. You know, like whether you had a drink or not. And they say, <laughs> I the, couldn't agree right? More. The twelve steps. Now, if you don't drink, now there's only eleven. You see how easy that just got? <laughs> we just got rid of one of them. So you know, everybody should do it because we're all we're all on the spectrum of addiction on some level. Of course, you know? yeah. Of course, we're all just machines. Uh, this is a thoughtful man, Michael McDermott. I've known that from previous interviews, and I cannot wait to devour. Oh, thank you. Uh, no, don't kid yourself. Scars from another life. Uh, can't wait, because I know a little about your life, but I don't know it all. You're going to know way too much now, Rick. No, I won't. I'll say, you know, and you'll call in a week, and I'll go, Mike, I can never talk to you again. I can't see you. I can't talk to you. He was so I, nice to me before. I can't listen to your music. I can't listen. Uh, you're going to hear some news, and we're going to come back and hear some more music, and hear some more of the the philosophical dance between Michael McDermott and Rick Kogan. Welcome back. I was here. Talking. Thank God for Krista Flores. You're like waving at me. Rick, stop talking about yourself stop talking about yourself i am here with uh, michael mcdermott the author 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 you call yeah. yourself an author no you feel like, I like an author? the sound of that though you feel like an author well i mean i should i don't i i have a terrible imposter syndrome so i i don't call myself anything really <laughs> scars from another life is his memoir uh he is a rock and roller of the uh highest first order here he has a lovely wife uh, who used to be run the Gold Star Sardine Bar. Tell, yeah. her, tell her, tell her that I've now made her like the owner of the Gold Star Sardine Bar, named Heather, and a lovely daughter whose picture is in this book, uh, who is a 
a, uh, <laughs> a, a, a cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cheerleader. Much to the yes. not, not confusion of her yeah, dad. No. But uh but there's something very cool about that. Is she a freshman? No, she's in seventh grade. Oh wow. Yeah. A seventh grade yeah. cheerleader. That's yeah. even better. Yeah. Uh, I am assuming, Michael McDermott, that she will not be reading this book. She won't for many, many anytime years. Anytime soon. Yeah. What about she, your wife? Yeah. Well, she's, she's, Heather said today, should, should I read it? And I said, sure. <laughs> you know, like, whenever you, whenever you want. My daughter knows I'm a drug addict. My daughter knows I'm an alcoholic. Yep. You know, I've told her about that. And I said, man, and her name's Willie, or her name's Rain, but we call her Willie. But I said, you know, not to sound impossibly old, but drugs are different now you know it's a different world you know with fentanyl and you know there's you know i mean there was and i remember back in the day did you literally tell your daughter like honey drugs used to be fun (laughs) you could survive on street drugs (laughs) yeah don't don't worry about it they're bad now and i remember there was an ecstasy scare i remember in the 90s or whatever that now there were kits you know you have to scrape a little off your you know crazy stuff like that but uh, uh yeah it is it's a different world now and so i i you know, I don't know exactly how I'll navigate that one, but um, you know, I mean, she's gonna. She knows enough about it. What What does she think of your? I mean, she's seen you in concert. She has she not. And what does she think of that? She doesn't think much of it. Um, I mean, we we played the Skokie back backlot bash last night and festival and there were a thousand people there and uh but she i she didn't say anything she was on the rides and you know she was wandering around and i was almost going to ask her on the ride home like well what'd you think of the show did you see any of it and, but she's uh very unimpressed with it well she also must be on some level michael a little sophisticated because you know i i'm sure that she will tell her friends with pride when they say, well, my daddy's a cab driver, my daddy's a doctor. She'll say, my daddy's a musician. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, even Stephen King used uh, her name in a book. And... Before she was even born, because it was a character in a song of mine, and I we kind of named her that. It would be like you know if Edgar Allan Poe had, you know name used name dropped you, and so I wanted to kind of carry this thing on. But when it comes to like things at school that she could talk about, she she'll never mention that you know. Well, it's, it's, if Edgar Allan Poe ever name dropped me in a story, <laughs> I would I would commit suicide. Uh, <laughs> Michael just mentioned the name of the person who is literally uh, his biggest fan, Stephen King. Uh, how did that happen, Michael? Well, he, um, he writes about it. I he mean. does. Uh, he was given so his oldest son Joe, who was also a writer, was also a writer. Uh, gave my first record, I think. Oh no! Or yeah, first or second record to uh, his brother Owen, who is also a writer, mm-hmm. and then Owen gave it to him on Father's Day, whatever year it was, and and uh, it knocked him out. And then he, you know, because he's Stephen King, he can get in touch with anybody. And I remember I was playing basketball at my sister's house in Orland Park, and. And somehow he got the number of my sister's house. You know, maybe he called the CIA. Or someone know. else he knows in some power. That, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think it's a great... And then you went to a baseball game yeah. with him. And, yeah. yes. and you you do. You credit him. He and his son helped you with this book. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, helped me with this and, and helped me with the, find an editor. They gave me their uh, Owens uh, editor. And so, yeah, so it was a hugely instrumental in figuring this out. Stephen King has written uh, Michael McDermott's music, like Springsteen's and Van Morrison's, helped me find a part of myself that wasn't lost, as I had feared, but only misplaced. 
He writes later, I'm always startled by the inability of words to express how good, really good rock and roll music can be. But I always know it when I hear it. And besides, words are all I have. So let me say it simple. Michael McDermott is a great artist, and this is a great album. That must... I know you admire King, and you're a very, very well-read guy, Michael. That must not only have impressed you, it must really have have empowered you on some level. It did. It did. It it was surreal, um, you know, and I'd never hung out with anybody that famous before. And, you know, you'd walk down the street and... It was like you could set your clock to it. It would be like three seconds. You know, you'd walk down Clark Street, and then you'd hear, and, and they pass, and then it was like one, two, oh, my God. And then, you know, it, it took people a second to figure out who we, you know. And uh, so, yeah, so it was amazing. And, um, and you know, also what was inspiring is his, his, his workmanlike process, you know, right six hours a day. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, his book, Stephen King's book on writing. It's great. Yeah. Is one of the most yeah. instru- as a writer I say yeah. this, but it's also in its way a kind of in- instructive about how to live your life. Yeah, I mean I think it's a brilliant. It is brilliant. And I, and book. he wrote me um, in, in the book. I use a, a letter that he had wrote me, and uh, in response to a letter I'd asked because he was s- sober, and I I must have written him and asked him about it, and he wrote me this beautiful letter and uh, about. All the things he learned through AA, and um, and I would carry that letter around, and, uh. and I would use it as a currency, though, even when I was a drug addict, and I would take it to crack houses, and it became a kind of currency for me. And I think it was in some way I was able to go, well, I can't be that big of a loser if Stephen King thinks I'm great. Wow. You know, and it was all just kind of self-delusion. And I remember when I finally got really sober, I read it, and I looked at the date, and it was... Almost twenty years after he had written it, twenty years. Wow! I, I lived this, you know, self delusion, and uh, and I I wept uh, openly just because I thought, what a waste, you know, what a total waste. It was all right here, all the answers, but really, I wasn't ready. I guess you, you know? it's your own road, though, man. Yeah, I mean, right. You know, right. It's nobody else's. You can't. Yeah. You know, it's a lucky yeah. thing you came out of that. I'll tell yeah. you that. Yes. Uh, after we take a last break, and thank you for coming in. Oh, my pleasure. And escaping the football game and the rain or whatever <laughs> whatever goes on in the suburbs. Uh, we will hear, think about what, what song you would like to hear. Cause, and you can also, ladies and gentlemen, go to, I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to spell it for you, but it's michael-mcdermott.com. Yes. That is also where you can buy. Yes. The book. It's a very limited edition now, Scars from Another Life. Brand new. Yes. I mean, yeah. you, you just saw got them two days ago. Yeah. Two days ago. Yeah. And I'm going to read it uh, over the next couple of days and then write about it. I've been wanting to do this oh, ever, since, ever since you told me you want, you were writing yeah. a book. I thought, well, you can write a song, but <laughs> let's, see, let's see if you can write a book. Uh, we'll take a break now and come back, and Michael will pick another song that Krista Flores will play and we'll talk a little bit more about the book i still have more questions okay about okay it. great we'll be right back the next time i have michael mcdermott on this radio show he was going to be on the radio show for two hours <laughs> maybe the, the schedule gets a little screwed up uh over football season and sports season right. in the next few months but the next time i can have him on for two hours i just hope that it's a Good. football game that you need to escape uh, yeah. somewhere in the, <laughs> Please, some, somewhere, I'll send you the schedule. somewhere somewhere in the <laughs> suburbs uh I, I, I once again i cannot 
cannot wait to read uh, Scars from Another Life. Uh, it's his memoir. He, we, he and I have talked enough about his life to to make it uh, incredibly intriguing, and I want to see mm. how he how he delivers it ink on paper, yeah, rather than just talking over the radio. Uh, what are your ambition? What do you want from this book, Michael? I mean, is that a? Do you have any pragmatic no, notions? The guy who put it together for me, this guy Thomas Nojovin, he said, "Man, he's like this is like an AA share, and he's like someday in a library somewhere in Nebraska, somebody's going to find this book and they're going to read it, and it's going to change his life." You know, some guy's struggling, and I thought, "Wow, that would be, I'm done. That would yeah. be." Yeah. That would be something. Yeah. You know. But also, I mean, the thing about it, I'm one of the things, you know, lessons in many cases can best be delivered through entertainment. Yes. Yeah. And even Dylan might think that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be very curious to see what you think as a, as a real writer. You know, it's, um, I, I've, and TJ right. English, who's a New York Times bestselling author, he helped me with this too. Um, you know, and, you know, so I think they seem to like it. And they're friends, so you never you always question, yeah. like, how... I'm a how, friend, too, but I know. I'll be... I'll be I'm one D- of those, don't be merciless. I'm one of those, I'm one of those rare, <laughs> honest friends. Yeah. Uh, I've lost some friendships that way, though, but I'm, I'm one of those rare, <laughs> honest friends. Uh, it's got a... This is you, right? Yeah, it back. is. Yeah. So I was going to... So that picture, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I was going to say like you know michael mcdermott some things never change he's got a gun in his hand a nipple in his mouth and he had a little too much to drink <laughs> yes you look like the youngest drunk ever on the, on the bag of this thing uh they say you're a drunk before you ever had a drink though what do you mean that you the the uh sorry about that um that the the structures for alcoholism exist before you've ever even had alcohol. Oh, I you don't know, doubt that for a yeah, second. Yeah, I mean, you know, whether it's genetic, right? I, I know right. a great deal of it can be yeah. genetic. Uh, but the last book I read was a book called Heat Two, which is the Michael Mann, the film oh, director, sure, yeah. the director of Heat. Yes. Oh, Heat. He's, yeah. And it's the number one New York Times Oh, is it really? Wow. Yeah. Well, I'd like to see that happen to this thing. I will be reviewing this book, but you should be buying it. You should go to michael-mcdermott.com. How hard is that? Two T's. Two T's. <laughs> right. Uh, and, or, or, if you want to get out and about, there's a book release party. Usually people have, musicians have CD release parties. There's right. a book release party and concert. Friday at 8 p.m. at the venue in Aurora. What is the venue? Yeah, it's a beautiful little kind of, it's a small, almost a little, I wouldn't say dinner theater, but it's a small room, you know, a couple hundred people. But I'm going to read, the band will play some music. Oh, nice, you're going to read, too. I'm going to read, and then we'll take a little break, and then we'll do a short rock and roll set for an hour. And Because because you're you're not yeah. just a musician. Yeah. Like, you're this an is, author now. I know. I know. You're a, he's an author, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. He's an author now. Uh it's done in a limited edition. We expect this book to eventually or soon be available on Amazon and right. download Kindle yes. kind of thing. You eventually expect one day your wife uh, Heather will read this. She, I, yeah, yeah. She'll. How old? How old will uh, your daughter have to be? To I'd read say this? eighteen. Okay. Yeah, it's like an, or an NC seventeen. Maybe we should put a little thing on the back like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's hear a little before we leave. A little. Uh, Cut another cut from uh, St. Paul Boulevard, uh, thanks to Krista Flores. This is the other side of Michael McDermott, yes. the musician yes. side. 
Now that he is an author, uh, Michael McDermott has his book available for order at michael-mcdermott.com. That was his music, which you can also get at that yes, website. Sure. Uh, or you can go see him and hear him read from his book. Is that the first reading from the book? It you'll is, be doing? yeah. What are you going to read? I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I got the I got the week to figure it out. Interesting. He's got, yeah, he's got almost a whole week. It is a one of the rare uh, book release parties, not a CD release, a book release party and concert Friday at the venue in Aurora. Uh, you can buy the you'll have CDs there because yeah, that's sure. where people yeah. mostly buy yeah, CDs, right, isn't right. it? At shows, it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Instead of this weird. Download yeah, it's Im- the impulse nonsense. buy. Yeah. Now, do you think the game is over now? Are you safe to yes, go home? Yes, I think it is. Yeah, it's definitely over. Yeah, <laughs> it's safe to go. Uh, I can't wait to come out and visit you and meet oh, your, meet Rick, your wife and it. daughter. Uh, she was uh, Heather was uh, ran the Gold Star Sardine yeah. Bar. Tell her I said that. Okay, well, tell her I said that. I'm not sure I met <laughs> She's her. Probably there, those were those were wild times yeah. in those days. As yeah. You know better than yeah. anybody, and I will know once I've read your book. Yeah. Does your daughter have any any ambition to play music she does play music yeah she plays guitar and uh but you know this new fixation you know it's um well you can't you tell her it's very difficult to be a professional cheerleader, cheerleader. no i've tried I, but you know it's the thing like i now that parents saying you can't do that it's crazy you know you gotta go to school like, yeah you're saying dad you were a drug addict and an alcoholic <laughs> like, all i want dad all i want is to be a cheerleader please <laughs> just please. let me do it like so i just gotta go okay honey whatever you want i can't wait to meet her i cannot wait to meet her where's she gonna go to high school it's Carl Sandberg from. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. close by. That's yeah. Close by. We were there today. That's where the game was. Seventh grade football. I know, seventh grade at Sandberg. I was very good at football when were I was you? in seventh grade, yeah. yes. Uh, then it faded fast. Michael, it's always great to see My you. My privilege. And, Thank and you. That is really a treat. I cannot wait to read Thank it. You. you will hear from me personally before okay. I write about it. I hope so. Okay. I hope you don't ghost me. What? I hope you don't ghost me after you read it. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Meaning just disappear. Like, you'll be so disgusted knowing me that you'll... you'll. Michael who? Oh, yeah, you were on my radio <laughs> I got back. Show. Oh, back. you were on I... my radio did... <laughs> Krista, thank you. Andrew, thanks. Uh, Brett, you're in there, too, helping out. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Next week.